The Bedroom Producing Podcast, Season 1, Episode 8. Welcome to the Bedroom Producing Podcast. If you're a bedroom producer and you want to release tracks, perfect your workflow, or explore a new creative process, then this is the podcast for you. Today's guest is Jake Stevenson from Pennsylvania. Jake is going to take us into the fascinating world of vaporwave music. He's going to discuss collaborating with vocalist Celestic. And lastly, he's going to talk about how he found inspiration for his soundtrack style of writing from an online community. Jake, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you, man. It's great to finally connect. So, um, hey, man, I'd love it if you can give me just like the kind of two-minute version of sort of your musical background and how you got started uh, in music and as a bedroom producer. I remember waking up one morning, like early April 2018, like literally overnight, like, oh, I want to make music. Like, it was literally like an overnight decision. And like, um, I had already had experience for a couple of years prior to that of like making like ripped mashups and edits and stuff like i think literally my old soundcloud still exists from like 2015 of like a few edits or whatever but they're really bad but they all have more plays than my own now (laughs) Uh, still i don't even know how but like i literally woke up one day i was like i want to make music um and um uh like yeah it was basically just from there um 2018 i made my first couple songs uh i have yet to release them um but they're gonna be on an upcoming album of mine because it, it's bas- that album is basically a time capsule at this point um 2019 was was kind of hard because it was a lot of writer's block and a lot of stuff and i didn't know how my brain operated quite yet um and i've come to realize that i have a really unorthodox production style it's like nothing like i can't be you know level up and lock myself in a studio for 10 hours um it's 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 really it's really weird and unorthodox and unorthodox um and then uh i've just been making a bunch of music like somehow i ha- haven't had writer's block in like 2 years almost cuz it's like i don't i don't even know what happened but um uh my musical background uh, i basically grew up listening to music um uh, although I was, I, I'm kind of a sheltered background. So like everyone else was listening, you know, hip hop and I still trying to get into hip hop. Um, uh, I grew up listening to a lot of alt rock, like Imagine Dragons, 21 Pilots, Fall Out Boy. Um, movies also was a huge thing and, and has a huge influence on my work. So Hans Zimmer, Harry Gregson Williams are both huge influences on my mm-hmm. world problem songs. Um, uh, video game music as well. Uh, um, uh, Cash Cash, for example, their remix for Sonic Generations uh, for City Escape Classic was really good. Um, just a bunch of different stuff that like. And then as uh, as I got older, I played you know Black Ops Two. I got into I got into Jack Wall and Brian Tui and um, and then uh, 2013 uh, I first played Forza Horizon and that basically I, I've heard of electronic music beforehand because Calvin Harris, Avicii, a Swedish House Mafia was popular on the radio for years beforehand but uh, that was the first time that I got introduced to this is electronic music this is something completely new you've never heard of um, and fell in love with the bass arena soundtrack uh, in that game uh, and got introduced to electronic music, uh, absorbed the scene for, you know, six years until I went to my first rave in 2019, uh, feed me, uh, in Philly with teeth. Um, that was really good. 
And uh, basically, I just started combining everything because once I knew, oh, I know I can do stuff in GarageBand, at least I can, you know, make stuff. It's just been, it's just been a, a process of finding inspirations and kind of combining influences and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, most of the music that I make now, um, my world problem stuff is very movie soundtrack, like cinematic inspired. I think I literally sampled Jack Wall and Hans Zimmer at one point. A bunch of different, like huge cinematic stuff over there that has gotten really well received when I play it out. Um, part of what music that I make is vaporwave, um, kind of like an electronic micro genre, but also as a genre in its own with its own subgenres. I could talk forever about that. You know, I don't, I'm not familiar with that. Please do. T- tell me what vaporwave is. Most people aren't. Um, it kind of, it's really, oh my God, there's so many videos on it. I, I could talk about it forever, but it's, it's kind of like, it started out kind of as like part meme music, part like, capitalistic celebration and criticism part plunderphonic resampling of other songs part recontextualizing different like it's 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 oh my god so like what i do for example the vape wave that i make uh I, my first album recovery let's use that as an example um i took the i was in the hospital uh for for a couple of weeks for a couple or a few weeks um in august of last year for uh double corrective jaw surgery and uh i had the music channel on um, while I was in while I was in the hospital, and it was playing smooth jazz, I took those smooth jazz songs and you know repurposed them, recontextualized them, um, slowed them down, chopped them up, uh, uh, add reverb, add effects, uh, switch around different things, reverse some things, um, and make basically make something new out of them. Uh, that's kind of what like uh, you've heard the term plunder phonics. That's kind of what that is. It's basically like it's basically like sampling. But like taking it to another, to more logical extremes. Uh, so my first album recovery was eight different songs uh, that I uh, of a vaporwave that I made of eight different songs that I uh, first heard in the hospital. And making that album was kind of like it helped me recover from that hospitalization. Now that's really interesting. Uh, you know, just as a side note for the audience, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't give you any legal advice on sampling or remixing another person's work. But I think it's cool that you had this life event that kind of inspired you to make music. Yeah, well, like, it inspired me to like make music in the context of I want to actually release this. Like, I think Reco- Recovery was my first uh, release on Bandcamp, my first album released on Bandcamp. Um, uh, Earlier that May, my, I guess my technically my first actual release ever, like I've released stuff on SoundCloud, like 2018 and stuff when I was making stuff, but nothing like as a purposeful of like, oh, I want to actually reformat this. I want to be an artist. This is like a Jake Stevenson work. Um, uh, the first release I had was on Bandcamp uh, around the time of uh, George Floyd's death to like help raise profits for like the Minnesota Freedom Fund and, and stuff. Um, was uh, three tracks uh, from World Problems. Uh, what, what would eventually become my album uh, was like May 2020. I like late May 2020 um, was three tracks off of my World Problems uh, album. Uh, it was three tracks, and I just kept adding tracks onto the EP on Bandcamp because I didn't know how far this album would go. And then uh, once I had a like the actual like oh I can just keep doing this with these concepts and stuff, then it became like a whole 15 track album. And then um, November 2019, when I was like, oh, now I can really push this concept to the extreme. 
Um, I can just make a billion songs out of this concept because now I know what I'm doing. Um, uh, now I'm, uh, that's the album that's going to come out is uh, like a sequel we release album, uh, World Problems Lightbringers. Uh, I just ordered the double CD cases for it and I have the C actual CDs uh, right in front of me. Um, uh, the original, I guess, World Problems album, it was September 4th, 2020. It was my second album, like literally three days after recovery. Mm. I do everything myself, so I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, uh, I've worked with like Bandcamp labels and stuff before. Yeah. Um, but it's very, it's mostly me. It's very haphazard. I don't know what I'm doing. If I want to release something, I'll just, I'll just release it. Like I'll probably get off this podcast and then I'll probably, like if I'm feeling it, I'll probably just release another single from, from Rob's Lightbringers in like, I don't know, like a couple hours or something. I don't know. Well, one of the things I noticed, you know, in a digital world, uh, you did say that you, you're chosen to print some actual CDs. Uh, what led you to that decision? Because I love physical media. Um, mm. I think I, I literally grew up, one of the first reading experiences I had when I was like really little, I was like three or something, was I was reading the back of a VHS tape, like slip on cases. Like I've, I've loved physical media for forever. I grew up watching like the bonus features of like The Incredibles and like different animated movies. And I grew up, you know, having like a, my own like medieval like DVD collection and once I got older and got more into music, I started to have my own CD collection, which I still have. That's one of the few, the few things I kept from my old house was all my CDs. I just love physical media and that translated well into uh, my eventual love for Vaporwave because that's kind of the whole like bringing back that like nostalgia of like physical medias because Vaporwave is very heavy on like selling it on CDs, cassettes. Uh, I have my own cassette collection now. Um, mm -hmm things so it was really natural um i already have these cds from when i was making my own mixtapes uh um of just like stuff that i bought on itunes and now that i'm making my own music and i still have these cds uh it's it was only natural to be like oh okay i can just go on amazon buy you know double cd cases and then um just sell them myself i'll figure out how to do like the shipping and the stuff later because it should be pretty not not easy, but like pretty easy because I've, I've technically like done shipping stuff before. It's just time consuming. Um, but it was, it was it was really natural to be like, oh, I love physical media. I already make music that like is like captures on physical media. I already have released other albums for, via labels on physical media. I have physical media. Why, why not just, you know, release them? Yeah. Um, yeah, so. no, that's cool. Uh, there's there's something about physical media. I mean, having it and holding it in your hand. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of the band Tool, and um, I remember. I mean, this was a while ago, but I remember. The, I mean, they always put a ton of effort into their the physical releases of their product. And if you look at like the Ten Thousand Days album, uh, for instance, you go back. I mean, that CD that came with it. I mean, it was like this thick cardboard and it had these like crazy like i don't know like these crazy goggles almost or something that you could like look through with it i mean they always did all kinds of crazy stuff with their albums uh so yeah that's 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 really interesting uh since we do live in such like a heavily digital world vaporwave itself so a lot of it is about kind of taking songs and repurposing kind of re repurposing or remixing is kind of the context yeah. that i got from you are there any particular are there any particular um sonic elements that are typical of it like i noticed a lot of your music is very orchestral um That's, and some yeah 
that's definitely my uh you know movie video game soundtrack that's like the jack wall and like hans zimmer in me that's like that's definitely like the movie and video game upbringing that, that i had um i think i literally sample some parts off of uh jack wall's songs from black ops 2 like those you can probably yeah you can probably hear like one or two samples in there and i've definitely got more on the on the new album as well because i just like can't i just like I can't help myself, but I also can't like recreate the sound quite. And I already have it. It's like, well, it's already in my head as this sound. So I'll just sample it, screw it, whatever. Um, uh, yeah. So, so like this, I guess the style, I guess that I, I've been talking about that I do is like, I guess like classic sample of the Vaporwave because for uh, the early years of Vaporwave, especially like 2011, 12, 13, that's basically what it was. Um, and it was a huge influx of people like, oh, all I can do is take, you know, 80 smooth jazz songs and slow them down. And I have Vaporwave. And so like, there was a lot of like a huge influx of, it was like a flood of content. Because everyone like, oh, that's how you do it. Okay, well then let's just do it. Um, so it's 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 now been sort of recontextualized. I I still do it because I I have fun doing it. Um, but it's definitely vaporwave has definitely had its own you know subgenres. It's had its own style. Like classic sampled vaporwave is definitely not like the only style. Like if anything, it itself is going out of style. Like there's like dreamy ambient called slush wave. There's there's like vapor trap there's a uh, future funk which sounds like you know Mattion on steroids almost like there's so many i can probably go there's signal wave which is like sampling like old like commercials and like and and like forecastings and weather channel samples and it's so much like there's mall soft which is like trying to approximate like the like the background soundtrack to a mall there's so much stuff that it's actually kind of insane um it's like it's not just like taking songs and slowing them down anymore. It's like this whole blossoming thing. Um, so is the concept uh, is part of it to take the okay, take the song, slow it down, make it more ethereal. Is that sort of the concept? It's to make it more of whatever the artist wants it to be. It's to make it more, I guess, unique. Whether you know melancholic, depressing. Um, uh, another a vaporwave uh, EP that I'm working on is like taking like old stuff like the songs are like stuff from my childhood like samples from my childhood and like recontextualizing them so that i feel good about it because i feel bad about my childhood like it wasn't it's i look back on it and it's not fun so like it's like my aim for 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 this ep is to like make it like so like recontextualize it so that i feel like better about my childhood like there's a bunch of different aims for everybody there's a bunch of different labels uh if you go on Bandcamp, uh you can find so much there's so many labels and so many artists that i could literally go through my cassette collection and like there's probably something new like there's a bunch of different labels a bunch of different artists and styles like i don't even know how to describe it like vaporwave is like it's mostly nostalgia based even when mm. you're not taking a song and recontextualizing it, or even when you're not sampling anything, um, even if there's nothing like directly involved, like with like most slush wave, like there's no samples or anything. It's mostly sample free. There's no like a direct nostalgia element. It's not trying to be like something like it's not trying to be like the background soundtrack to a Kmart or something. Um, even when you have that, it it makes you feel almost longful. It's kind of like the concept uh, of high wraith where you like a long for a home that might not have even really existed or that's not even there but you still long for it regardless that concept i mean it was first introduced in vaporwave a long time ago with catcore but 
Um, I think that that concept still pervades almost everything because whether it's, you know, uh, I think Sky Too High's Onset of Winter, where it's literally just like it approximates like a, a drive in a wintry day or something like it. Almost everything makes you like either paint some sort of picture because vaporwave paired with visuals and physical media creates this sort of feeling. There's just a lot to it. Like it's actually kind of insane. It's definitely one of the more like robust genres because on the one hand, it's technically like a micro genre of electronic music. And then it's, it's also its own genre. And then it also has like a billion subgenres. And then every subgenre has like a, labels, and then every label has like a billion artists and artists who do different styles. And like, but it's all vaporwave. Like, it's 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 kind of insane. Like, I, I to to dismiss it as a meme or to dismiss it as a sample fest would be grossly understating and also misrepresenting the point. And I, I like I don't even I don't even know what the point actually is. Really, almost like it's so it's grown so much even just in the last few years. It's insanity. Well, you know, I think, you know, the point is uh, if it's music that you like or it expresses yourself, that's kind of the point to me, you know, yeah. that's how I think, that's how I think of it. I mean, yeah. I think that there's, there's music out there for everybody. Exactly. Everybody's got their story to tell and it's, you know, it's kind of about how, how do you want to express yourself? Exactly. Like that's kind of been my like goal almost like. I just, I still have ideas that I want to bring out. I still have, you know, concepts that I want to explore musically. I still have, you know, um, like memories and stuff in areas of like my past where I want to like try to recontextualize them to, in, in a better light for me. Just different stuff like that. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. I mean, you alluded to some issues in your childhood yeah, and just yeah. like these sounds like some different things in your life that are inspiring the music. How do you relate? the music to these experiences that you've had? So um, uh, I guess my first album recovery uh, was like the songs that I was you know, hearing on the music channel while I was in hospitalization. And then I sampled those songs and made some classic sample of vapor out of them. Uh, my second album was World Problems. That's orchestral. That's not Vaporwave. That's a completely different thing. Um, but that's a huge thing nonetheless. My third album was Local Channels, a split album I did with a VHS Spectre inspired by one of my favorite vaporwave artists, uh, Asutenki. He does Signal Wave, which is like recontextualizing and sampling uh, Japanese commercials uh, and different things to create. It's, it's, all, it's, it's all about creating feelings, basically. Um, mm. but, but my third album was a split album, Local Channels, which like, was like, inspired by Asutenki. And then later, the, the cassette release that happened like two months ago uh, literally like did so well it charted on Bandcamp alongside Asutenki. Like I was was really happy with that. Um, but that was like that's that was a vape wave of like trying to like not emulate like feelings, but emulate like music and emulate feelings that that others' music has given me. So that was basically like a giant love letter to one of my favorite producers. Uh, the EP that I'm working on, uh, it's called Identity. Um, I'm taking different songs from throughout my childhood and throughout different points. Like there was a move, there was a family move that didn't actually turn out to be a move, but then it did, but in a warped way that like really, really messed with me. Around 2015, I got into, you know, I, I listened to Imagine Dragons Smoke and Mirrors album a lot because that was the album that was getting me through this horrible move that was wreaking hell on me. And then now I'm I I sampled uh, a smoke and mirror song on the identity EP. Uh, I I grew up you know, I was like 10, 11, 12. One of my first Wii games was uh, Sid Meier's Pirates, and then I so then I you know 
take, you know, ocean samples from Sid Meier's Pirates and put them into a song. Like, I'm just trying to do um, unique stuff. I'm trying to do stuff that, like, with the Identity EP specifically, um, I'm trying to do things that, like, take my childhood and, like, recontextualize it because even things, even memories that should be good aren't when I look back on them for some reason. And I, it's, it's definitely like, a, it's, it's definitely of, of other, because of other events that have happened that have really messed with me. Um, so I want to try to like recontextualize them and try to make them like good, like, like still good. One of the other songs on the album is, you know, I take a Super Mario Galaxy song and then loop it and sample it and cut it and then and, and deep stretch it and, and deep pitch it. And, and, and like, um, so that it's just, for me, it's about, you know, if I have an idea or if I have a feeling I want to explore, if I have a memory that I, that I haven't touched yet, it's easy for me to, to help myself with that through Vaporwave because I can directly sample and directly reference that and I can use that as instrument of healing. I love that. I love that. That's great. For... um. Equipment and and gear. What do you what do you like to use? Literally this laptop that I'm using right now. Uh, that's it. Uh, I have a MacBook Pro, 2019. I want to say mm-hmm. I literally use. I don't. I well, I don't sing on my songs because I don't like to sing. I've only sang on one song that I haven't released yet, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to like edit it because I hate the sound of my voice. So shitty lyrics is what you'll get. But um, uh, I literally have this this MacBook Pro with you know, the built-in camera that it has with the built-in microphone it has with the built-in speakers it has. That's what I've been using for forever. Um, I, uh, my really old songs, like 2018 songs I made on the, a Mac mini that's somewhere behind me that I don't use anymore because someone tried to tap into it and hack it and like they succeeded. And then I, it was, it was this whole thing, but like I managed to get everything off of it. So I don't, I don't use it anymore. Mm. Um, but I, I've, I've just been using this, um, for actual, like for a digital audio workstation, uh, I, I used GarageBand for a long time. And then, uh, I, I technically still have Ableton, uh, Ableton Live 9 Suite cause it's on the Mac mini behind me. But, um, I tried to use it for about like, I tried to use it for like two years, watching a bunch of tutorials, trying to make a bunch of songs, making a bunch of whips and remixes. And it, I hated every minute of it. It was hell. Like I did not get better. I don't think I made anything. I think I made maybe one thing on there that was like passable that I somewhat liked. And then I, I realized that like, oh, whichever DAW you use, like is basically a matter of personal preference. I just switched back to GarageBand and within the week I'm like making new songs. It was just, it was literally simple. Like, oh, I just need a UI change and I'm good. And it was. Everyone will tell you that like, oh, do you use Ableton or, or FL? Like, screw those guys. Like, no. Uh, whatever DAW you use is personal. It's pers- it, it, is a, it is a matter of personal preference. Like, Absolutely. find whatever Absolutely. like workaround or find whatever UI or whatever, whatever process is conducive to great work for you. Like, basically, my entire MO is finding workarounds for everything because my brain is weird and it doesn't like, like process stuff normally. And like, I don't operate like a normal human. So like, of course, I use GarageBand and Logic and I, you know, do the XYZ and like my process is like completely like not what anyone else does. And like, it's just like, nah. so hey, like, sometimes you got to let that weird flag fly, man. Well, that's kind of like I always have to have it because like there's kind of no other option at this point. 
Um, <laughs> my production process is aside. Well, my vaporwave stuff is, is my vaporwave stuff. Vaporwave is finding a sample for me. Is finding a sample and then figure out what to do with it. That's kind of like separate. But my production process for you know the what like two dubstep songs I made and for like my world problem stuff like for my, my for my all original stuff, my production process is literally. I don't make anything until a song idea pops into my head. And if a song pops into my head and I don't recognize it, I sprint to my laptop, make it in. I've made a song in as little as half an hour, an hour, uh, sometimes as much as three or four hours. But 90% of the time, all my original stuff is done in one sitting. Um, so that's how I was able to make 26 new World Problem songs in 21 days. Uh, wow. From like November 2020, because I was just, I always like make songs in one sitting. But like, but so like, I have to have an idea. If I don't recognize it, I'd make it. But then if I don't make it fast enough, the idea fades. So like, I tried mm-hmm. to make like a, a, a remix of one of my own songs, uh, my collab with Melly Melody, uh, Digital Embrace. I tried to make like a melodic bass, like a VIP of it. And I uh, couldn't make it fast enough, and the idea was gone. So now it's just a half-done project sitting forever that I'll never be able to finish because uh, I because then by then the idea is gone. It's kind of like if you have like if you like if you like want to like write lyrics for a song, and you have the lyric but you don't bother to write it down. The second you like begin to forget it, it's gone, and you you can't get it back. That's basically what it is for me, except for like production. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Most all of my world problem songs were done in a uh each in a day. Um in like a few hours maybe. But average of I'm going to say average of like a couple hours actually. Um uh, but the but the drawback with that is I, you know, tutorials confuse me, terms fly by me. I don't know half of what anybody that I know is talking about. Um I, I tried to, I have Vital that I've been trying to slowly incorporate that I think I used a couple times in my new World Problems tracks, um, maybe like once or twice. This and is the, a, a new this freebie is, synth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the new freebie yeah. synth. Yeah. yeah. And I tried to watch tutorials for it, and the guy was our, it was the first video, and it was so, so confusing. I was like, okay, I'm just going to turn knobs randomly. Screw it. Like, I'm just messing, screw the tutorials. Like, screw it. Like, um, I just, I don't do, I don't know what it is. I, I basically, I've, I'm trying to accept at this point that I can't operate like other people and I can't operate like my artist friends. So like, I mean, it's kind of almost expected that I don't like do things like them. I'm trying to turn it into a positive basically. But but yeah, no, like um, if it's not Vaporwave um, and if it's not, well, like Skeleton Dome and Skeleton Dome VIP took me the entire month of October, 2020 to make because I, that was the weird instance of like step at a time, like the usual thing that everybody does and like actually like methodically like going through. Cause I also did all the mixing and mastering myself, which is probably why if, if it sounds sorry, cause uh, I did it myself. But I think that was the one time where like I was able to do anything other than on, on something original, anything other than like make it quick because I, that's, that's how long the idea is going to last. Um, that's also why I'm not, good with remixes or collabs because i don't do like if i like i i don't have many whips that i send out to people because if it's a whip the chances are that uh, i'm not happy with it because it's incomplete and because it's not an idea that i like it's not like i don't like make beats and send them out to people um if it's a beat you know i turn it into my own song Mm -hmm. remixes are hard um uh the remix i did the money machine 100 gex um remix i did 
was I'm assuming that's the outlier at this point because that's some of my best work. Like that's literally I had I think that's the making that remix was the most fun I've had making any piece of music or anything original ever. Um I, I why found, was that? Why was yeah. that? I don't know. Um the song is really fun. Maybe it's because I like I li- I listen to the original and my remix back to back and I unironically consider my my remix to be better. Um I love playing it out. I love making it. I love listening to it. It's not like anything super complex. Like I, th- I don't even think I did anything original, like composition or production wise. I think I literally just took everything existing, like all the existing stems, and then just reworked and like. As far as remixes go, that's definitely the outlier because that's like some one of the best things I've ever done, the most fun I've ever had making music. Um, and then now I'm trying to make other remixes, and it's like really, really hard. Um, I just did. I actually just did a remix. Um, not just. I had it done for like two weeks now. But Anna Yvette, um, her song "Waves." She just had a remix competition. Actually, she still has it. She's it's still going on for a few more days. But uh, I did a a remix of "Waves" by Anna Yvette. Made it like vaporwave style because I didn't have any other ideas. And then, and then I got really sad and then I used that sadness to make it a vaporwave song. Um, <laughs> but I mean, she liked it. I, she listened to it and she told me she liked it. Uh, I need to go back and listen to what she said. Cause I was too depressed because no one else, li- like everyone else, fuck, everyone else hated it. Like I could tell, like everyone was like, not like not vibing with it at all, but like, I'm proud of it. And at least she likes it. So that's the thing. I should probably, maybe I should release it on my SoundCloud. I don't know. I don't know. I, I need to give it a few days because like, I don't know. But I, I might do that eventually because that's the only other remix. Actually, no. Um, I made, I took uh, Nascence by Austin Wintery um, from, from the video game Journey. And I like did like an edit of it. That's the one thing that I've done in Ableton successfully was that remix. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. I emailed it to Austin Wintry and he emailed me back. He's like, yeah, I can tell you put a lot of work in this. Like, I like this. Great job. Um, <laughs> That's impressive. I think, wow. I think that cool. might be the first instance of like, like, like Austin Wintry likes my remix and I hate it. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Wow. But I think it might still be in my SoundCloud. Maybe I didn't put it up at all. I don't know. But I don't want to, like copyright's weird and SoundCloud's weird. So I, I think I might've taken it off. I don't know. But I, I, I like, I don't know. So remixes are hard. Collabs are hard, which is why the collabs that I do make are like, that I'm, pr- are stuff that I'm proud of. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite tracks of yours is called Late in the Night uh, yeah. with someone called Celestic. Yes. That was so good. That's so good. Tell, tell me about it. Thank you. Um, so that's, uh, that's one of the uh, world, world Problems songs. World Problems has like a whole mythos behind it. It has this whole lore. Literally years and years of, of built-up lore that uh, I've had a hand in making, but there's uh, dozens of other people that I'm friends with. That we're on a Discord server, and it's just, it's this whole deal. And you can... Like, it's, bas- it's like we fashion it into Reddit posts. So you can literally go, you technically you can go online and like find them. There's this whole interconnected story and all the links like this. Ah, da, da. It's, it's a huge thing, but basically my huge like producer, one of my producer, why can't I say that word correctly? Am I having a stroke? Producer missions <laughs> is to take this world problems metaverse, this whole online universe that's mainly on Reddit posts and bring it to life. I want to make a soundtrack to these to this thing that has been a backbone of my life for forever now. Um, because you know, I, I high school was hard, and the events 
outside of high school were even harder and world problems, you know, making, you know, having my own little character and posting in Reddit posts and doing character in all these different locations and stuff like it saved my life. Ironically saved my life. Um, and I want to repay that. I want to take this world problems universe and bring it to life. I want to make a soundtrack for it. I'm not, you know, claiming this is the canon soundtrack. I'm not claiming it, you know, these are the themes for these characters in these locations. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm doing my, I'm doing my vision to try to make it as accurate as possible for this weird little universe that we, that my, my buddies and I, the, the world problems crew and I have come to know and love. So just to make sure I understand correctly, world problems is a Reddit forum. It's a bunch of Reddit forums. It's a bunch of Reddit forums called World Problems. The main hub for like this meta discussion of it is called World Problems. Mm. My World Problems stuff is, it is the sound, whenever I read World Problems posts, because they all follow arcs and they all follow stories built over years. Um, whenever I go back to reread them, a movie plays in my head. And that's why it's so easy for me to make World Problems songs because I literally take the song that's playing alongside the movie in my head and make it. Cool. My world problem songs uh, are the songs. It's the soundtrack to this online metaverse. So you get some powerful visualization going on there yeah. with the creation of the music. And it helps because, uh, especially if you go uh, old.reddit.com where all the CSS is still enabled, um, there's a lot of visual references and there's a lot of visual stuff in the locations and because every subreddit is a different location in this world and everything. And, and, and there's visual references in different posts and different things. Um, so it's very, very image heavy and it's very good at creating, at leaving stuff to the imagination, but also creating like, this is what like this world looks like. So, so, so to answer, so to answer your question, uh, late in the night is uh, a world problem song. I, it, it like literally it is a track to a scene. Um, it is like I made it alongside to be a song playing alongside when you read a certain Reddit post, uh, as is all the other World Problems tracks that I've made. Um, all 41, I think now, because World Problems Lightbringers, the album that I'm doing the CDs for, uh, is like the there's like a I guess like a huge like I guess like one piece sized arc um, uh, with multiple different arcs, multiple stories and posts and stuff. Um, it's like the, my like full soundtrack, I guess, for it. So it's the all 15 tracks of the original World Problems album and then all the 26 new ones that I've, that I've made that I've been gradually releasing. So Lay in the Night is a World Problems track. I had an aim for it. I had a scene. I, I, I had like a very specific aim for it that I wanted to have. I came to uh, uh, Celestic as Twitter because everything good is on Twitter. All the, all the good connections are. And... I don't even remember what happened or who came to who first, but we never we chatted because you know we, we you know friendly. She's very friendly. She's very nice, and it's good that I you know didn't offend her or anything with my weird brain, and we actually hit it off. But uh, eventually, the conversation came up because she did the vocals. Uh, Celestic is the vocalist. Uh, you might know her on the uh, There's a Dion Timmer song called Insane. That's like that's that's if you know her from any track, that's the track. So I, I don't even remember, but I, I guess I'm just going to say that I asked her and I'm like, Hey, do you, you know, can you do vocals for a song? Cause, uh, and, and I, I don't even know. I definitely didn't explain the lore. I didn't explain the scene. I didn't explain, Oh, Hey, it has to be this, 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 and this. It has to be yeah. you know, this lyrical aim, write lyrics around this. I didn't say any of that. All I did was like, Hey, I have this beat. 
uh, do you want to make vocals for it? And she was like, yeah. So you had already done the music ahead of time. I was like, oh, the song, and the song is called Late in the Night. And it's this whole thing that I'm not going to, you know, explain it to you. Here's the, here's the song. And she was like, oh, I actually have these vocals that I can rewrite a bit that perfectly fit this beat. Uh, I'll get back to you soon. And then, and I want to reiterate, I didn't, I did not explain anything to her about the scene, about the context, about the characters, about the anything. And she comes back with like the perfect, like, I didn't write her lyrics. Like she did all of that herself with zero input and somehow made the perfect song for the scene. It had to have been like some sorcery or something because she like perfectly got like every undertone. She got like the context of what was going on. Everything is like, eh, like it was the perfect lyrics and it fit perfectly. And it was just like, okay, yeah, like that's perfect. Don't do any other takes. Just send me the stems. I'll, I'll arrange them and then we're good. We're done. Um, It was like mind blowing how, like I, I, I honestly, I think, well, I chalk it up to Celestic's incredible prowess as a songwriter, as a lyricist, and as a singer. But I also chalk it up to luck because that was, it's just, it's, it's almost too perfect. It's so good. Uh, I'm, I'm so proud of that song still. Yeah, that's a great one. It's, it's, it's so good. Late in the Night with Celestic on the yeah. World Problems album. Yeah. Yeah. That, like all the other uh, War Problems songs, are, are going to be re-released on War Problems Lightbringers, uh, coming to CD hopefully this summer. It's going to be two and a half hours long on double CDs, uh, 41 tracks. Uh, wow. Yeah. 15 of them. 15 of them. Is that's, a, that's a big project. But yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's how serious I am, because I want to bring this, take this universe that has shaped a staple of my life and has have shaped others lives and i want to bring it to life that's what like i just opened my own merch store on teespring and you'll notice that like half of the merch items are like world problem stuff and you won't get any of the context there's mask with stuff that you don't know what what they're talking about the 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 link descriptions are stuff and references that you won't get but I make I'm making these items and designing these items for the purpose of bringing this universe to life um, so like no one, no one is supposed to understand what they are, but me and the world problems crew, we get it. World problems, Redditors will get it. Yeah. That's great though. You've got a, okay. you've got a niche. You've got a niche for your stuff. I like that. The nichiest niche of them all. They say that that's a good way to market in, in this era. I love those guys to death. I, lo- I love them to death. They're, they're really good. Um, but yeah, that's no, great, really like if you're wondering, like, I don't get what that means. Or that, huh, that's an odd line to put in a merch description. You're not supposed to understand. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I guess in a perfect world, what I would want to do is release like a, like a mini magazine or like a compendium or something that goes along track by track and just explains the entire story. Um, I want to do that eventually, but if I wasn't, you know, busy with school and busy with, you know, production and busy with, you know, and I, and, and if I knew how to actually make a mini magazine and format it correctly, and if I actually had the, the persistence to write the whole thing out because I have to recontextualize everything, I can't just copy paste. I have to reformat everything into this third person cohesive description slash narrative. In a perfect world, I would do that so that people could understand. But that is for another day. That is, uh, that is, that is for another day. That is not going to happen just yet. But uh, hopefully that is something that I get to do in the future because um, 
Uh, I just have to be careful with it and and tread carefully with it because I don't want to like explain something wrong. Like that's the, that's the thing. Like everything involved with the album, from the cassette's physical appearance to how the songs are, to can I use this as a title? Can I use this as the art? Can I use this as an art direction? Do I say this? Do I say that? Is this the descriptor I used? I ran everything by the World Problems crew. I, and I I love that you have a community uh, of people around you, and that you've created this this niche that fits a theme oh, no, and no. with I the community. I didn't create it. I didn't create it. World problems existed before me, and it will exist after me. I just joined in, and 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 uh, I was uh, I'm the only one, you know, making a soundtrack for it on this scale and, and yes yes that's that's what i mean i love that you fit in with your I'm just community one of the many people who came in and and made a character and posted and helped shape uh this metaverse but i did not create it that's that's not me that's 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 other people that that i don't that i don't want to name or or, or mostly because i i might get them mixed around and confused but yeah well i think it's great that you're a part of that world though it is. That's I'm so I'm I'm trying like I guess in a perfect world I would figure out how to get like what logo or whatever or saying to get tattooed on me because it literally I would not be here making music if it wasn't for world problems. Um if it wasn't for this community um of people who have just been so kind and gracious to me. I love that. Well, big shout out to the the world problems redditors for for sure. Shout out to the world problems crew, man. You guys saved my life. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. You guys, love I love it. Hey, man, I want to get wrapping up. I got just a couple questions I want to ask you before we before we finish up. Well, one of the, one thing I like to ask people is, uh, how do you keep from getting stuck when you're writing? Like, if you kind of start and you've kind of got like a good concept, and maybe it's only like eight or sixteen bars, how do you keep going? Uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a toss of the dice for me because if I, I either, you know, it turns out to be a song or it turns out to be just stuck at 16 bars for me. That's, it's honestly just a lot. It's a roll of the dice. Something that I like to do production wise is have like a progressive aim to it, which helps with the whole cinematic skew of it. So like my world problem stuff is very like everything builds on each other in a song. Um, sometimes I like to do that. Like most of them like started out from like eight or 16 bars of, of a fully fledged concept that I'm like, Oh, okay. I can rearrange it to do this and I can introduce this like that. And at this time and stuff, if anything, I guess the only thing that I would have done or do in that situation is like, try to see if you can make this new eight or 16 bars, like more of a fully fledged concept and then separate it and break it down and, and, and smooth it out and then try to see, you know, how do I, you know, do I let this play for X amount of bars and like basically like make it more of a, progr- a progressive type deal? But uh, I like that. Yeah. So start with like a big solid idea, make it yeah. fully realized in itself, and then build back up to it. That's that's, um, that's that's I think the thing that has helped me in that scenario because you know it's like oh how do I you know do this without these these bars and then, oh once you have you know then you can go back to the beginning and then you can add on to it once you have that built up and like. I don't know. That's just something that's... Yeah. No, uh, that's great, man. How about uh, if you're talking to somebody that just wanted to get just getting started in music production, what advice might you give them? There are no defaults. Do not conform to the norms of production. There are always workarounds. There is always something you can do. 
find whatever workarounds that you need to be conducive to creating, not even good work, just creating, because that's kind of the name of the game. Um, I literally started out, I think it was like 2015. The song, uh, if you've heard uh, Seeing the Sun off of the World Problems album, that song started out as a beat that I made uh, in, a, in an in-browser DAW called Soundation back in like 2015. Um, uh, like I, I, like there was a very specific situation and I couldn't download anything. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll just make it in browser and then oh, I'll just do this and that. And I started doing SoundCloud and like, um, there's always going to be workarounds. Um, if people ask you, you know, oh, Ableton or FL, do GarageBand if it makes you, you know, if, if it's better for your work. You know, if you want to go more basic, you know, do do an in-browser thing. If you if you want to like like if you tutorials don't matter, then try like messing with stuff. Turn random knobs. Like that's how I use Vital anyway. So I need to do that more. But like there are always workarounds. Do not be discouraged that you cannot find a way. If it doesn't seem like there is a way, um, try, you know, if you have any connections, you have any artist friends, as I've been lucky to have, um, uh, maybe try asking them, get some get some different opinions. Um, mainly just like, don't think that there's any one way to do things. Um, even if, you know, you think that, you know, the way that you found it is bad, if it's not, you know, or if it's, you know, not quite like anything else, um, um, you know, that, that inevitably turns around to become something unique. The workarounds, if you find any, um, enables you to create something unique. Like that's, World problems started out as me making, you know, my version of Jack Wall music, and it turned into this beautiful sort of like orchestral electronic hybrid of whatever. Because now, now, now I basically have my own sound with that because no one else really does it. So like, not started out because I, you know, didn't know how to do this thing on a dog, do do this thing, or I wanted to actually do this instead, or like, oh, this is how you do it. I'm just gonna do this way. Like, there is no one way to do things. I love that. Yeah, it sounds like you have a, a lot of vision for your tracks. And so uh, knowing that you, you kind of what you want to end up with, uh, you can always find a workaround to, to get there as part of it. Sounds like what you're saying, too. What I lack in technicality, I make up for in vision. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so true, though. It's so true. A lot of the best producers have a fantastic vision for their work. So I love it. All right. Hey, Jake, thanks so much for being here today. Where, where can people find you and your music online? I'm on streaming services like Spotify, Apple Music, and Bandcamp, etc. as Jake Stevenson. Twitter.com or whatever. The underscore J underscore Stevenson. Not my first choice for username, but whatever. That's my music Twitter. Um, I also have a virtual festival. I've done three of them called Night Days. You can find that on Twitter at Night Days Fest. Uh, D-A-Z-E. Twitter is how I do most of my stuff. Uh, that's the platform I'm most active on. Instagram is the based bandito, bandito like the 21 Pilots song. Yeah, mainly, mainly just Twitter, but uh, I'm trying to get most of my back catalog and stuff on the Spotify and different stuff. I have a couple SoundClouds, but I don't really like to use them because I hate SoundCloud, but they're there. They exist. I have an audience that I put my edits on. Bunch of different stuff. Um, Linktree, if you know what Linktree is, uh, slash base underscore bandito. Bunch of different stuff. You can find me in a lot of different places. A lot of stuff lurking around. We'll make sure to link it in the show notes. Jake, thanks again for being here, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. This is this has been great. You know, one of the things I love about talking to Jake is that he's just like such a creative whirlwind, and he takes inspiration from so many different sources, and he's been able to use that throughout his life, uh, especially in times where 
he was maybe struggling with something and then take the music and process what he was going through and turn it into something positive for him. I just love that about his creative output. Guys, as always, I hope that you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, please be sure to subscribe. Also, keep in mind, you may learn more from the podcast by listening back to the episode and discussing some of the songs or topics with friends of yours who have a similar interest. Also, another resource you might find helpful is the reading list I have up on the website. It's bedroomproducing.com. Lastly, if you want to get in touch with me, hit me up on Twitter at Producer Chip. Until next time, my name is Chip, and this is the Bedroom Producing Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Bedroom Producing Podcast. For more content like this, visit bedroomproducing.com.